0: Thursday, January 4th, 2007. Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. I'm Anastasia Glova. Shortly after taking office, D.C. Mayor Adrian Fenty made it clear that revamping D.C. public schools would be his top priority. Among the many changes his plan calls for are making the school system a cabinet-level agency that reports directly to the mayor and creating a chancellor for D.C. public schools. But education policy analyst Adam Schaefer is skeptical that these centralizations of schools by cities like Chicago and New York will have a lasting and positive impact on the quality of education. What is the state of public school education in D.C.?
1: The state is very poor. The District of Columbia competes for a dead last with other states in the country every year, and they spend much more than most other states, around fifteen dollars to $16,000 a year, so they're really not getting much for their money.
0: But hasn't D.C. made some headway in the area of school choice?
1: They certainly have. Mainly in charter schools, there is a new voucher program that is also serving about 1,800 students, but that's out a much larger student population and really doesn't begin to make a dent in the need for school choice and other options.
0: So what is Mayor Fenty's plan for public education?
1: The details of his plan have yet to be released, but mayoral control usually includes dominance of a school board and other direct controls over education, usually budget and curriculum.
0: Isn't Fenty's plan an improvement over the Board of Education monopoly on school curricula?
1: I suppose it depends on what he does with that control, but certainly in the past it's been an improvement over the system that it replaces, which is usually so broken that people are willing to give a try with a drastic reform such as mayoral control.
0: What has been the experience of other cities with school centralization?
1: There has been some improvement. There hasn't been a lot of research. It's a little difficult to tease out the independent impact of the mayor taking control and other reforms that might be ongoing and other impacts from other state issues. So there's not a lot of good data out there. It does seem to have a minor impact on student achievement and solving some of the really egregious problems with budget problems and money not getting where it's supposed to go. But it doesn't fundamentally solve the root of the problem, which is a broken system.
0: And what is your proposed solution?
1: Expanding school choice in all its forms would be a great step charter schools, vouchers. Education tax credits, I think, are the most promising in general and specifically for the District of Columbia. Uh, They have a high tax burden, specifically high individual and corporate income taxes.
0: How do education tax credits work?
1: Education tax credits are basically a waiving of your tax obligation. So, Every dollar that you spend on education, either donating to a scholarship organization or spending directly on education expenses for your own child, you get a credit for that. So if you have a tax liability of $1,000, you owe the state $1,000, you spend $1,000 on education, that means you owe the state nothing.
0: And what have been other states' experiences with these tax credits?
1: The experience has been very positive. It has a significant positive impact on student achievement, It also saves money because the tax credits are less than per-people spending. So it's a net benefit for everyone. Parental satisfaction is very high, obviously, because they have a choice in education where they didn't before. So it's a win-win situation.
0: If you enjoyed this program, Consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.